0: Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon,
1: the Rock of Talk.
0: Four oh five Thursday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred K I kiva FM. Rock of Talk dot com. here on this. Well, I don't know. Snowy, sunny, dreary, open, not a cloud in the sky. What day? What day is it? What week is it? Well, uh, we are here. Um, this is a pre recorded show today, by the way, folks. Uh, last day for my son to go ahead and uh, get through basketball. Uh, Anybody watch the uh, Super Bowl in Spanish? They always play those little snippets in there. It's like, if I was going to watch anything, I think it was going to have to be in Spanish. I didn't. I just watched it uh, just a very little bit. But uh, here we are on the other side of a sort of a reopening, if you will, of America. But uh, such a uh, bad reopening because so much of it uh, seems to be closing uh, once again if you're in the wrong states. And if you're in the right states, and I do mean right and red, that's what we like, but if you're in the deep, blue and the democrat states and you're on the other side of the equation and we happen to be just inside of that and seeming like everybody is still in the uh, hum day fun day of staying home all the time and not wanting to go to work it was a lot of that uh, certainly uh, out there joined uh, speaking of the d's but not a d a d dowd musk uh, and uh, no dummy he is the dow 3000 he has been pushing stuff out all week uh much to the uh, chagrin of, uh, well, nobody except for those dumb Democrats uh, out there. But I do want to say one thing is he's been generating this. The best way to go ahead and support the radio station and support our enterprise is to go ahead and become a subscriber for 20 cents a day and uh, let people know that you care about this city and about the state as we do. I do care about Albuquerque, and uh, we've got a lot to get to here in this edition of El Rock of Talk, uh, right here with uh, D Dowd and myself, Eddie Aragon. I never say my name, there it is. Um, but I have to remind people who you are listening to. Dowd, how are you? Uh,
2: it's, I'm I'm well, Eddie. I'm a little. I will be a little frazzled for today's show. I'm trying to figure out what passed and what didn't pass. We're we're at the the end of the legislative session, and we haven't talked a lot about it the last thirty days because it's been the shorter session, right. uh, And and we didn't do a kill bill, a daily kill bill. We'll be back to that with the long session next time. Uh, you know, this session's been mostly just about spending all the money. Uh, we got a little paltry, it appears. A uh, little tiny little tax cut for those of us who actually work for a living in New Mexico. The rapidly dwindling number of people who actually work for a living in the private sector. Uh, subscribe at rockoftalk.chat, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, less than 20 cents a day. So uh, I do apologize if I am a little distracted today. Still trying to figure out what the damage is. The good news, Eddie, is that uh, we do uh, have 10 truly horrible bills, which I can confirm have failed this session. I wrote about them yesterday, and I said that with less than 24 hours left to go, uh, it looks like these guys are, these the worst of the worst stinkers are not gonna make it. So, uh, hey, we'll grab anything positive in in New Mexico, won't we? Let's be happy about that.
0: Before we kick it off there, let's talk about the new budget, and uh, that's certainly gonna be inclusive of some of the items that Dowd is about to talk about um, that you have already read about if you're a subscriber, and that is the new budget. The legislature approved a record setting, and speaking of inflation, hey, the legislature got involved in that too. A $1 billion annual budget increase, a billion dollars with the B boys, that bolsters the spending on, well, here you go. Here comes all the freebies for all the goodies and all the voting blocks that are dumb Democrats, public schools, Medicaid, public safety initiatives. Oh, that's just, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, throw money at it? and no, that doesn't work. And an array of grants, loans and tax breaks to a private industry. Wow, look at that. Trying to increase private industry. Are we? Are we? are we? No, we're really not. Let's say she on Wednesday sent the governor a $8.5 billion general funds funding plan that she absolutely loves, is enamored with, and is certainly almost going to assure her uh, re election potentially in 2022 for the fiscal year starting July 1. It's a 14%, 14%, 14% inflation, 14%. Current spending increase, the state Senate desperately advanced a half-billion-dollar package of tax rebates, cuts, and credits towards a decisive House floor debate. Ooh, debate. Along with the package of crime-fighting initiatives, legislature has until today at noon uh, to go ahead and approve the legislation before adjourning uh, permanently for the year 2022. And in the year 2022... No, it wasn't soilient Green or whatever it was. Uh, We are doing it to ourselves. Dow has all the details with the drill down on the top 10. And we're going to go line by line. And as always, you can get that article directly at rockoftalk.chat. Dow, take it away.
2: Yeah. uh, Again, this is the good news, folks. This is the stuff that didn't pass. Uh, It's looking uh, just to to augment what Eddie is saying about the budget. It looks like we are working people real working people are going to get a minuscule tax cut uh, as I understand it right now looking at the looking at the website which uh, isn't always updated on time. Uh, we are going to get that gross receipts tax that little tiny, tiny, tiny reduction from the state rate and also a rebate for the personal income tax, the pit, the pits, the personal income tax, people who actually have Personal income tax obligation. Not many of us. Not many of us in New Mexico. You're going to get a rebate of $250 for uh, single and married filing separate uh, if you have earned less than uh, $75,000 in uh 2021 so that would encompass probably uh you know a good chunk of people uh you're going to get a 500 for married uh filing joint returns uh and less than 150,000. so they're they're parsley now just a a few little little just crumbs back to us um I, i guess we should be happy about it but um i think more sweeping tax reform is absolutely necessary now what didn't fail uh what did not pass what failed did not succeed which uh, ran out of time uh uh were 10 bills that were truly truly awful now some of these made it through maybe one committee they might have even made it through one of the chambers but you got to make it through both chambers you got to get to the governor's desk and she's got to sign it uh in order to become law so these are things that we're going to be looking at moving forward because these ideas are not going to go away and i outlined 10 of them yesterday at rocketalk.chat and listen you can say I'm being Pollyanna. I'm rarely accused of being Pollyanna. I'm a, a dark, uh, Irish-American, a dark, dank, depressed Irish-American from New England where it where it where uh, never the sun never shines. So uh, I'm trying as I get older to be a little more positive. These are bad ideas. They were blocked, one form or another. Some of them were blocked, I think just for purely partisan reasons. Uh, they were sponsored by, you guessed it, Republicans, the minority party, and they had no chance of passing. Others were so kook, left, woke, That I think maybe even some Democrats thought, guys, you know, we got to dial this back. So we're going to start off with number one. This is a bipartisan bill supported by Republicans and a Democrat increasing the amount of your pension if you are a state or local government or quasi-government entity employee Uh, basically the limit right now if you retire is you can't get more than 90 percent of your final average salary this bill would have said you know what you can get 100 percent of your final average salary as a public servant Uh, we know that there are billions and billions of dollars in unfunded liabilities for the public employee retirement uh the non-education public employee retirement system. And of course, this could potentially make it much worse. The Legislative Finance Committee a number of years ago noted they admitted they admitted that New Mexico's retirement for government employees is one of the most lucrative and thus most expensive in the nation. This bill would have made your golden years even more golden. And of course, a lot of that would have been covered by you, the taxpayer. So very good to see this bill failed. Uh, It had three Republican co-sponsors. Three. Three, not one, not two. So I don't know where they're coming from on that. Number two, Public Banking Act. This is a big thing that the lefties love. Uh, this was HB 75 sponsored over in the House. This was not, well, we'll get into the public utility in a second. This, this one was $60 million uh, from the state treasurer a deposit from the state treasurer and a, a, government appro- a general fund appropriation of 50 million from, again, the general fund. They would have started a government bank uh, I don't think government has really shown us uh, a lot of fiscal responsibility, a lot of financial responsibility. They can't even file their annual financial audited financial report on time here in New Mexico, but we're going to create a government bank. Gee, do you think that would man- be managed competently? Do you think it wouldn't become a political football? Do you think that money there wouldn't be used for maybe ideological purposes, uh, conflicts of interest? So that bill failed. Good news. Good news. Number three, uh, I went I went and did it. I, I, uh, I, uh, I talked about the pink tax. They call it the pink tax. Uh, it is uh, also referred to as the tampon tax. This would have taken the gross receipts tax off of feminine hygiene products. Uh, radical feminist nut, nuts, nutters. They think this is some sort of discriminatory tax. Uh, basically, they've been agitating about this for years. They've actually had the sales tax It's called the gross receipts tax in New Mexico because we can't do anything normal here. But in most states, it's called the sales tax. Many states have repealed the sales tax on feminine hygiene products. Uh, There is no pink tax. There is no discriminatory tax placed on women's hygiene products. It's basically taxed the way all sorts of other Hygiene products and healthcare products and you know final consumer end products and services are taxed. There is no discriminatory pink tax. Pink tax, it doesn't exist. But of course, if you are a feminist and you want to you know demonize the patriarchy, this is a wonderful tool to peddle out to uh, ignorant people. So, looks like HB 32 uh, is not going to succeed. We had two Republicans in the House Health and Human Services Committee vote to repeal this non-tax tax. Oh, folks, don't get me started. Moving on quickly to number four. This was a memorial, house memorial. And I got this I got this confused earlier, a minute ago with the public bank. This would be a public utility. So we would be shifting our electricity, our source of electricity, over to a government-controlled entity. Now, it wasn't, formally uh, initiating this change. It was, it was tasking the Legislative Council Service and the Public Regulation Commission to study this, uh, to investigate this, and then produce a study outlining all the benefits of public power. And of course, when you hear public power, think government electricity, because that's what public power is. Uh, They tout the benefits of public power and how cheap it is everywhere in the country. It's a much more complex situation than that. A lot of our public powers, uh, Tennessee Valley Authority up in the northwest section of the country, comes from uh, hydroelectric. So that's part of the reason why it's it's, uh, fairly cheap, just using gravity and water uh, also they don't do full cost accounting for government electricity they don't count all these factors that uh, of course a private sector whether it's a uh, investor-owned utility or a merchant generator they have to count for that so it's a lot of funny math when they talk about how wonderful government electricity is uh this again it was just a study but let's face it uh if you're a bureaucrat uh at the public relations Regulation Commission, uh, if you're a bureaucrat at the Legislative Council Service, you know your audience, you know what they want to hear. They want to hear more government, more power for legislators and bureaucrats. So I think the study would have come out very favorably. Uh, We we don't need that. Not in New Mexico, but in many states, including states back east, uh, Pennsylvania, my native Connecticut, they have made great progress in the last couple of decades on competitive electricity markets. It's tough to do. You got to get it right. You got to get the law right. You got to get the regulations right. Uh, but it seems to work. There was a study done by the Pacific Research Institute last year found that there's the evidence is mounting that uh, better benefits uh, accrue to customers, including lower prices, improved reliability from competitive electricity markets. We should be moving in that direction in New Mexico. but. Of course, this is the land of enchantment. We don't like markets. We don't like capitalism here. Number five, this was a, a, a just a straight up giveaway. A couple of these are uh, they wouldn't be sweeping bills affecting everyone in New Mexico. Uh, they were more kind of porkola stuff. This is Senator Martin Hickey. Uh, he is actually a Democrat, not a Republican, uh, based in the Albuquerque area. He wanted six million dollars for a Space Valley Center. The legislation didn't really define what the, what a Space Valley Center was. He uh, wanted that place at Central New Mexico Community College. Now, the appropriation of $6 million of your dollars was contingent on a matching grant from, you guessed it, the federal government, because nothing can happen in New Mexico without a federal subsidy. So this did not make it. Uh, I have uh, done extensive research on why the space commerce industry sector doesn't want anything to do with new mexico i don't think six million dollars for a facility at uh, cnm really would have moved the needle all that much pure pork pure attempt at uh re-elect, you know buying votes from uh, senator hickey but that's then again that's what they do uh for bipartisanship i will have a another pork bill later uh, in our discussion here from a republican senator it's not just democrats hb 108 uh, that is number six on our item of mercifully died bills statewide weather station network Hmm. (laughs) this would have appropriated a little under 2.6 million dollars to the state climatologist Uh, of course our government paid mouthpiece for climate hysteria he's based at uh, new mexico state down there they would have expanded the weather station with that money network throughout the state uh, with the purchase and installation of hardware for new stations as well as administrative and operational support now You'll find no greater proponent of science than D. Dowd Muska. Science is wonderful. Uh, I actually use the phrase in this piece, science is great. And the word great is linked to an article on air conditioning because uh, that's probably the greatest manifestation of our, our, our geeks, our science, and our engineers, uh, folks who figured that out for us. But climate science, of course, has been corrupted, horribly corrupted, for the last few decades. Uh, your leading climate scientist, Al Gore, leading the way on that the idea that we need to be pouring more money into this and funding the state climatologist uh, with more resources so we can continue to scare children about uh, as aoc said uh, the world is going to end in 12 years that's i believe an exact quote from her so yes science wonderful great uh this type of science this type of perverted science this type of corrupted science I would say, very, very questionable. And as I was reading the fiscal impact report and the legislature prepares a little analysis of, of, they look at the language of the bill, then they do a separate analysis in terms of what it's going to cost. And then it takes comments from various government agencies. The fiscal impact report noted that accurate climate figures are needed to determine, quote, the eligibility of disaster assistance that is provided by the US Department of Agriculture and other federal agencies so the real purpose of this bill potentially possibly i wasn't in the room when they were drafting it is about getting access to more federal pork and it's actually sponsored by two republicans from out in the hinterlands uh, where a lot of agriculture occurs in our state so this was about crony cropitalism, as we call it, crony cropitalism in Washington. Uh, our federal government is $30 trillion in debt, and this was sort of a surreptitious way of getting more subsidies, federal subsidies, for our farmers in New Mexico at a time when the federal debt is $30 trillion. <clears throat> Bad idea, bad bill, and I'm glad it has failed. Moving on, number seven. Oh, folks, you're going to love this one. HB 163, the state personnel diversity act oh boy yeah more identity politics in the land of enchantment there was a duplicate bill in the senate that appears to have died as well and as i click on it right now and open it up it appears to have gone nowhere so the house version failed the senate version failed this would be a initially very cheap very affordable two hundred fifty thousand dollars appropriation for a chief diversity officer they would be uh, surveying the diversity of the workforce when it comes to our state government and a requirement that every state bureaucracy department agency administration quote develop and maintain a comprehensive diversity equity and inclusion strategic plan strategic plan uh the hb version the house version sponsored by uh representative patricia Roybal caballero one of the kookiest i mean maybe the kookiest left-wing nut in santa fe and that is saying an awful lot interesting every democratic senator signed on to her bill as a as a sponsor cross sponsorship every single one there's 27 democratic senators now that uh, one of the senators has become a decline to state every single one signed on to the diversity act here uh Very interesting, chief diversity officer and diversity and inclusion strategic plans. I mean, wokeness has completely come to dominate the Democratic Party. If you had told me that every single member of the Democratic caucus in the Senate would have endorsed this uh, a year or two or five years ago, I would have said, well, no, there's a couple of borderline moderate Democrats. They would not have signed on to this. All 27. 27 for 27 behind the chief diversity officer. Uh, identity politics is destroying uh, our country and this would have furthered that. Fortunately, both versions, House version and Senate version have failed. Number 8. Oh boy, I love this one. There's another bite. You you always know it's bad when when it has bipartisan support. This one was actually sponsored by a Democratic senator, but Republicans are a lot of Republicans support this as well. Uh, SB 21 or support the concept, electric vehicle income tax credit. This pays you to have a Tesla. Now, what do we know about people who buy Teslas? There's been multiple research by universities, uh, all sorts of different organizations looking into this. Rich people, rich lefties, rich lefty virtue signalers are the people who buy Teslas. The idea that there's a single working mom uh, waiting tables at a restaurant right now to pay her income tax so that she can subsidize people in Taos and Santa Fe and Corrales because they own their Teslas. Uh, I don't really know where on the progressive scale this falls. I mean, why why these people think this is somehow acceptable? I guess global warming and the destruction of the planet, as AOC put it, uh, the world is going to end in 12 years. Uh, Maybe that trumps uh, their progressive, their progressivism when it comes to tax policy. We have seen this electric vehicle income tax credit proposed a number of years. It has uh, failed every time and it's failed this year. So again, let's grab on to what good news uh, we can. That was uh, number eight. Moving on, number nine, uh, here's our Republican pork. SB 252, dairy facility funding. This is from our beloved Senator Pat Woods, who never met agricultural an agricultural subsidy he did not want to support. $26 million to, quote, comply with executive orders to lessen their carbon imprint, uh, address water savings, and reduce energy use at dairy facilities. $26 million dollars uh it is a scandal the federal dairy program the federal regulatory and subsidization program for dairy uh it is based last time i checked i think dairy price reports eddie were based on how far your dairy is from eau claire wisconsin and i think that's that's a good basis for public policy setting that measuring the miles that your dairy is i think i think it has to be as the crow flies it's not on the interstate system but how far they are from eau claire wisconsin i think uh, that makes a lot of sense so that went down in flames i think that was just a pure attempt to peddle to his constituents and say hey i tried to bring you a lot of money and those evil democrats wouldn't uh, support it
0: and finally number ten By the way, that is uh, that number is one thousand three hundred and twelve miles as the crow flies
2: Okay, so we will compute okay. But but most of the dairy farms are in southeast New Mexico, so from yeah, Roswell. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm Ros- Roswell, okay. I'm
0: sort of uh, you know, just kind of spitballing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's good 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 for good for people to know. And I don't know, there's some kind of calculation about those miles and uh, Eau Claire. good uh,
0: information. You'll be quizzed on it later. That's how important it is.
2: Well, I think also if you're a dairy, I think you have to actually go to Eau Claire and do some sort of offering at the, at the dairy temple, you know, you mean the cow
0: sacrifice? Yes. <laughs> if you, yeah. The,
2: yeah. the, the, the bovine <laughs> bloody. As they call it. Folks, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is known. our farm subsidies, subsidies go back to the 1930s. I mean, it is, it is a scandal It's absolute horrendous scandal. And for the record, They are nowhere near as rich for uh, fruit, okay? It's basically commodity crops and uh, dairy. They get most of the money, uh, the the fruits and the vegetables. Those of us over on the stone fruit side for apples, uh, we don't get anywhere near the the money that uh, the the Midwest gets in the dairy farmers. Uh, Number 10, our final bill, and again, I know I'm damning with faint praise. I'm I'm celebrating uh, something that didn't happen, but we'll take our wins where we can. This is probably the most satisfying for me personally. Uh, There were two bills, one in the House, one in the Senate, that basically would have banned the storage of spent nuclear fuel in the entire state of New Mexico. Now, the federal government way back, you know, back in Oppenheimer, Manhattan Project, Los Alamos days in the 40s and 50s, the federal government said, We control nuclear policy. It's too important to be left to state and local government. We control this. So New Mexico is attempting to ban this substance, these materials, very safe, safely transported, safely stored. We've got a prospect for an economic development project uh, down in Lee County for this. And I've been a big sponsor and promoter of this for a long time these two bills house bill senate bill basically would have banned the storage of spent nuclear fuel in the state of new mexico now a lot of lawyers a lot of legal scholars say it's completely un not unconstitutional it's just illegal because the federal government what they say what they call occupied the space of nuclear uh, regulation in our country so this is a desperate attempt to shut down this project with, which may be moving forward this year and again contrary to federal law, there would have been more lawsuits. You as a taxpayer would have paid for these lawsuits at the state level. And then the federal government responding to this, you also would have paid for the federal government to defend itself. These two pieces of legislation, legally shaky, uh, have not succeeded. And we will not, at least right now, we will not have this fight. And the project, I think it's going to send a good signal to Holtec International's headquarters in New Jersey, that New Mexico At least the smart people in New Mexico, the sane people in New Mexico, do want this facility. The environmentalists lost, the so-called environmentalists lost big by failing to pass uh, one version of this piece of legislation. That is our 10 bills that died this session, ladies and gentlemen. And let's have a round of applause for all that failure.
0: We needed it, Dad. We really came through this year on the 30-day session. But uh, let's not hand out the uh, congratulatory... uh excuses uh, just yet. Uh, it is one Michelle Lujan Grisham during an election year who's going to move a little bit further to the center, which uh, points her in the other direction on the right. Uh, some of this stuff is probably killed just because, hey, we'll pass it next year after we get reelected. So let's not forget the uh, political economy of all of this. And it is the economy, stupid. And New Mexico's economy is going as it's growing. Uh, yeah. at in, Chris, in, in, what is it? What is our... Uh, it grows as it, grow, it grows. It grows as, as it grows, and yeah. and it's funny that we have grows as in our Latin thing because uh New Mexico is anything but growing. Have you uh, noticed the whistling sound? That's not mm. the wind blowing through here. That's people blowing through here, as well as your neighbors who are picking up and leaving in droves, folks. Uh, uh, people are voting with their feet uh as much as they tried to vote for other people, including me, in the year 2021, and. Uh, Now we're on to 2022, and uh, it doesn't look uh, quite as good as we had hoped, but we did get a little victory here and there uh, for at least the time being. But uh, you can't prolong the inevitability of any of it. Uh, By the way, on this day, last year, it was Rush Limbaugh, the great one who passed forever. And uh, there will never be another. There will never be a replacement. And uh, to all of you, we'll have a special President's Day Rush Limbaugh broadcast uh, for you on Monday. In honor of President's Day and honor of also my birthday, there you go. I think that we are going to go ahead. Yeah, February the twenty first. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Looking forward to uh, that broadcast uh, as well. Back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva, we'll do more with Doubt, and then on to the show, on to the Bugs Bunny and Road Runner show. Thanks everybody for listening on AM sixteen hundred KIVA ABQ dot Rock of Talk. So glad that uh, we didn't kill the environment this year.
1: There's a problem with every sign in bargain building. Squares and police feathers hit the ground before the weight can leave the air. By the sky until the sky tell the sky and the sky above all is in need. We have found a way to talk around the problem. Building towers for sight isn't anything at all. Why the sky and tell the sky and meet the sky and tell the sky? Why? Oh.
0: This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. This day last year we lost uh rush limbaugh and it was a tough loss for everybody but we continue on in talk radio and we continue to uh press on right here in the Kiva on this wonderful thursday afternoon 550 50 500, if you want to go ahead and text in uh today's show not live pre-recorded uh, in honor of my son's uh game we will be live on a friday and that looks good uh had a little bit of snow on the satellite it's been a tumultuous week i mean to say the least uh, You know, if I'm gone for two weeks, I get all sorts of hate texts uh, or two days. I get all sorts of hate texts. And uh, that's fine, folks. But once in a while, I've got to go ahead and take a break myself. And I'll be taking another break on Monday for my birthday. It's my birthday. Go shorty. I hear 50 Cent was on uh, the Super Bowl or something. He was upside down. I don't don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't do anything. We didn't even hardly review the Super Bowl because it's not an American event. It's a, a communist China event. Uh, six billion dollars uh, later after their stadium and everything else uh, doubt I just I don't have a whole lot positive to say about the old Super Bowl <sighs> Tommy honestly. Brady's
2: gone and yeah. and they're full woke uh, you watch as I did I was watching the playoffs I didn't watch the Super Bowl I've been in the same building as Tom Brady many times at Patriots games over the years with my, my crazy Scottish brother-in-law who loves the Patriots Um, getting lectured uh in my in my community we don't have broadband like white people i'm going to i'm going to make 10% less than, than a white person for comparable right, work yeah. what, what 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 the hell are you people talking about yeah. i mean you're you're you are there to have 300 pound men ram into each other uh throw hail marys uh have pretty girls dance with very little clothing uh you know that's what the nfl is about i'm sorry if it's moved on to something else I'm moving on myself.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you, and haven't really watched it. I gave up my Arizona Cardinal tickets uh, as you well. Did, yeah. so let's not forget that, uh, Dad. You had a second article to kick things off, uh, and let's go ahead and get through that. So we had the ten bills, and then uh, what rifled off yesterday, if I'm not mistaken? No, no, that Monday. Excuse me, this is Monday. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, uh, the the ten was today, and then of course we had the great space race. Nobody knows that uh, quite like. Um, uh, Dowd Musk. Now, I want to say one thing. I've been watching a lot of uh, Elon Musk. I've been doing seeing his interviews. The man is tireless. He works seven days a week, and uh, he is absolutely on top of his business. Um, but he is more on top of than, than Tesla, which is sort of floating where it's at. And remember, the reason why all the Teslas are going up so high right now has to do with the the cost of batteries, the cost of chips, um, the lack. I mean, Nevada. Uh, they can't produce what Tesla can actually turn out at this point, and it's a lot more than that. So, you know, there's these huge uh, production bottlenecks that are happening, which is why you see people driving off the lot right now. They're literally driving off a lot and they are richer by 10, 15%, at least when they take that Tesla off. It's a fascinating uh, study what's happening in the law of supply and demand, uh, which no longer seems to exist any longer, folks. Um, The markets have gone absolutely crazy. Uh, at this point. And one market in particular that has gone very crazy is the space race market. Because you have the richest people in the world. You have uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, who is uh, dating uh, a Del Norte grad in 1986. I always like to say that. Miss Sanchez uh, from there. Sancho. Yeah, he's got her. And then uh, you got Elon Musk, who is dating or marrying some strange woman who's Name is as uh, weird as symbols that you cannot pronounce. Uh, (laughs) We'll talk about that at another time. I've got something of my own. I'm going to up my sleeve on all of that. But um, now, and then we, of course, uh, invested, uh, put all of our chips in with Sir Richard Branson, uh, a guy who likes to uh, frequently uh, be in touch with the Prince Andrews, the Jeffrey Epstein's, and the Bill Richardson's of the world. And we decided to hand this man who's made over $2 billion of his own and by the way, not through any real um, inventiveness uh, on his own, literally through an invention of a, uh, a hijinks huckster uh, by the name of Chamath Palapatia, using the special purpose acquisition company, the SPAC, to do that. And we thought by investing in Richard Branson, we would free forever coasting uh, into space. And now Branson's moving on to greener pastures throughout the rest of the world and see who's going to hand him out. next stuff and let's not forget on july 9th of this past year he staged a entry into space which uh he didn't even reach where some uh vehicles had reached way back in 1962 folks so we're left holding the bag on this one and uh we're gonna get an update uh, here where you can find it directly at www.rockoftalk.chat the 50 mile quest out. tell us about
2: it yes Oh, you know, I feel like Eddie and I are uh, perpetually in this position of trying to bring reality when it comes to Spaceport America and Virgin Galactic to the people of New Mexico, because it's such a hype machine, the, the Spaceport itself, and then its business partner, our business partner, <laughs> Spaceport America and Virgin Galactic. Um, they're wonderful at getting headlines. But when you look at the underlying fundamentals, there's no there there. So every so often, they will stage a big PR coup. And, and as Eddie just mentioned, in July, that was a big PR coup uh, for people unwilling to look beneath the surface a little bit. And of course, the Eurotrash Huckster, known as Richard Branson, launched in his rocket plane from uh, Sierra County down there. They Earlier this week, they uh, uh, engineered another hype a little bit of hype and they actually spiked their their stock and as I look at the stock now did the burst last let me check it is spce and oh no it didn't it actually has fallen pretty considerably they had a one-day burst and that was pretty much it basically virgin galactic announced and and all the business press picked up on this and uh, i believe uh, our friend kevin robinson avila the world's worst reporter uh not just the albuquerque journal's worst reporter but maybe the, possibly the worst reporter in the world they announced <coughs> that hey guess what We're opening the ticket window again. (laughs) They are, quote, temporarily reopening uh, the waiting list for customers ahead of providing commercial service. Again, claiming that they're actually gonna provide commercial service come late 2022. We've been waiting for that commercial service for. About 14 years in New Mexico, so this is just the the, the latest uh, the, the latest unmet promise. Well, we'll find out. I, I suspect it will be an unkept promise. Uh, you have to put a seat deposit of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars down for the overall total ticket price of four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a has not been explored by anyone that I'm aware of. For a decade and a half, they've been saying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. Last year, they announced, "Oh, actually, it's going to be four hundred and fifty thousand dollars." So, yes, if you're a person of means, tremendous means, maybe there's not a lot of difference between two hundred and fifty thousand and four hundred and fifty thousand. But clearly, some part of that potential uh, customer base is not going to be able to kick that extra two hundred grand in. Uh, so that's going to tend to cut down on on demand uh i i would think so big announcement you know cnbc covers this uh the albuquerque journal covers this the stock price in one day jumped 28% now why is that important well the stock price has been cratering since branson went to space between the time he took his mission he that he claimed he went To space, actually the international boundary of space was not like that get in the way. The stock has fought, fell by 75%, 75% between that July flight and the end of uh, 2021. It continued to fall in our first few weeks of 2022. Um, it did not help. It did, certainly did not help when they announced uh, Virgin Galactic announced in mid July that they were going to float two uh, 425 million dollars in additional debt because they needed more money. Uh, and this was actually investors, not you, the taxpayer. Uh, convertible debt, which is a complex thing where you buy a bond, but depending on the stock price, you can redeem it for stock and. Uh, believe me, the, the, the shareholders, including myself, did not like the fact that they were borrowing $425 million. The stock dropped 19%, I believe in just one day after they announced this. So the stock has been a stinker. It gets worse from there. People are finally waking up, smart people, intelligent people are waking up to their, the fact that there is no business here. They have no revenue. They constantly make promises and nothing ever happens on its own, that would be disturbing enough. And there'd still be probably enough people to say, well, you know, Branson is a genius. He's an innovator. He's n- None of those things are true, but a lot of people believe it. Um, he's going to pull this thing together. If that were the case, if it existed on its own, if it was just a bad stock price and delays, they are not in their own universe anymore there is competition in space tourism so not only do you have their main comp- competitor which is blue origin which uh for the record I'll, I'll read this from twitter right now uh today they accepted their award blue origin just over the state border in texas from the federal aviation administration and the commercial space pl- uh, space flight uh, Trade Association, they're having a conference in Washington, the annual commercial uh, space flight, uh, space transportation conference in D.C. today, February 16th and 17th. The director of Spaceport America is actually at this conference. You paid, ladies and gentlemen, you paid for him to go to this conference to talk about a facility here in New Mexico that appears to have almost nothing to do with commercial space, but, but he's there uh, traveling and, and whining and dining on your dime. Anyway, Blue Origin was honored, the, but honored, honored with the Commercial Space Podcast, Pioneer Award earlier today in Washington. That is Virgin Galactic, our business partner's chief competitor over the border in Texas. They received the Commercial Space Pioneer Award earlier today. I, uh, when, uh, I, I'm i signed up to a Twitter account for the some of the federal regulatory agencies. It looks like Blue Origin's going back to space as soon as April 1st. That's gonna be their fourth manned mission. Uh, And of course, we had Captain Kirk go up, we had Jeff Bezos go up, uh, we had Michael Strahan go up. Blue Origin continues to fly tourists into suborbital space while Richard Branson continues to make promises, um, unkept promises. But again, that's not even, that's just their direct competitor for suborbital space. Orbital space tourism is starting to really take off. Earlier this week, The first man to self-fund an orbital space mission that happened last year he went with uh, three other people on elon musk's uh using his tech he announced what's called the polaris program he's going to be going to space again with potentially three more missions uh and i guess they're calling it up three more space flight missions that will demonstrate new technologies conduct extensive research and ultimately culminate in the first flight of SpaceX's Starship, that's Elon's dream rocket that he's building in um, Texas, like 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 Blue Origins in Texas too, not not New Mexico, uh, for with humans on board for the Starship coming up. They launch from south of the southern tip of Texas over the the Gulf down there. But on top of that. Axiom Space, based in Houston, not New Mexico, they're building a 14-acre headquarters campus right now uh, at the Houston, um, I think it's the George H.W. Bush Airport. They are the first company to be building private space stations. Now, their first crew is going to be going up to the International Space Station within a couple of months. NASA signed off uh, earlier this month in February on their four-member crew uh, paying passengers going up to the International Space Station. And then of course, once Axiom builds its own space station, they'll be going directly to that. That's orbital space tourism. It just continues. The, The whole business model of Virgin Galactic, Spaceport America, just continues to crumble all around. And the announcement that, hey, we've opened up a ticket window again and we're accepting $150,000 deposits, yeah, great PR spiked the stock for one day. It doesn't change the underlying fundamentals. The technology they have at Virgin Galactic is deeply, deeply problematic. They, of course, have had you know a fatal accident back in, in 2014. Uh, the tourists who are interested in space are learning about other options. The best case scenario for them to have a pay, a paying flight is late 2022, 14 years after they promised their initial late 2008. Uh, Virgin Galactic is a stinker. It's been a stinker from day one. I know the powers that be in New Mexico, the media, politicians want to breathe life into this charred, desiccated husk of a corpse. But it's not reflected in any kind of objective reality for those of us who read the numbers and look at the data and look at the history so um be careful when you read oh virgin galactic special announcement today every you know the the, the latest triumph for branson and and things are going to really turn around at spaceport america there is no evidence no real evidence suggesting that that's the case meanwhile the competition is racing 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 ahead uh eddie i i, I regret to inform our readers that we're the only place you're going to really find out about this. The, everybody, the establishment in New Mexico is completely in the tank for this failed $200 million boondoggle. They're going to ride that sucker to the end of time. And people, to get real facts, real data, real analysis, they got to come to the Rock and Talk.
0: That's it. And uh, another uh, great job, Dowd. Unfortunately, I wish that our policymakers uh, would pay attention to this. Uh, it is one good thing that has happened. I think uh, we should take credit for it. I'd like to ask you, besides the space funding that didn't pass this year and hooray for that uh were there any giveaways or anything else uh have we kept alicia keys uh, michelle lujan grisham uh dare i say rebecca dow uh pretty quiet uh, uh over the last uh i don't know nine seven eight nine months since their july 9th launch have you noticed uh, that I, have, you, yes. have you noticed the the large uh silence that has occurred
2: Indeed, indeed. Uh, they will be getting their annual subsidy from the general fund, and I've got to look in the document right now and see how much it is. It doesn't appear to me that any special legislation uh, enhancing the spaceport has passed this session. A, m- a minor miracle, but again, we'll take that win.
0: Yeah, good stuff. As always, uh, you can find it directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, one of the things that uh, Dowd and I, and you know, I think really want to you know get on with, is getting you guys uh, more clued into our show notes. And a lot of people are asking, well, where's that article? Where's that link? Folks, we're inundated with all sorts of people who text, and that's good. But you can get all the links to everything that we talk about uh, directly, very easily found uh, directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, we'll have a full week of uh, programming starting the uh, starting in March, and we'll go all the way uh, through the remainder uh, of the year as I don't have much planned and uh, where we are off, but we'll go ahead and uh, let you know. Uh, we're going to go ahead and change a couple of different things to... Uh, Mondays and Fridays, we're going to take a little bit more time for ourselves. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is going to be a little bit more open. So we are going to have open phone lines Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, uh, when we can do that, uh, starting forward in March, getting feedback. Uh, And so those are going to be like the big push days uh, for that. And then the Monday, Fridays are going to be what we like to do. And only interviews and only uh, our analysis and only our good stuff uh, will be on either one of those days. So. A uh, little little bit of a uh, formatting change uh, going forward. And yes, of course, that will be uh, the great reveal in March about where I will be moving to and why and how that all comes about. And then we're going to look at it from a commercial real estate perspective. We're going to look at it from a residential land perspective. We're going to look at it from all the different perspectives that you can understand the way that uh, it, it goes as it grows. Uh, yes, uh, certain places do and other places uh, do not. That's just sort of the way uh, that it is back after a quick break uh, right here in the Kiva right here on AM 1600 KIVA ABQ.FM rockoftalk.com uh, remember today's show not live today you know, pre-recorded tomorrow Friday show February the 18th is going to be live Monday show is going to be a show dedicated on President's Day to none other than Rush Limbaugh and so we're going to have a replay of that and then we'll be back for a full week from the 22nd through the 25th thanks everybody for tuning in back in three. Talk of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
2: Kirkie's macro-aggression,
0: Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600, K-I-V-A-B-Q.F-M, rockoftalk.com, here on this Thursday, February the 17th, here in Akiva. And uh, one year ago today, it was Rush Limbaugh, who lost his life uh, to terminal cancer. And uh, we will honor him on Monday with a full-throated show from the greatest uh, talker to ever grace uh, this earth. And that, of course, would be the great... Uh, Rush Limbaugh, d Dowd Muska, good uh, first hour, hour number two in front of all of you here in the ABQ. And uh, you guys are, I'm sure, enjoying some sunnier uh, days than we did last night. Yesterday, we just got absolutely hit by the wind. And it's not me, folks. Uh, you know, uh, PNM can't keep it up anymore. They can't keep the lights on, uh, d Dowd Muska. And they were blowing through half the city. About half of the, the entire University of New Mexico hospital was shut down. Uh, everything would have just been closed down altogether, and uh, D. Dowd, uh, Musk and I came back on for an abbreviated uh, show, beginning about 6:01, uh, 6:02, and you know went on a rant, and it was a lot of fun. So, uh, hour two, how are you, Doug?
2: Uh Yeah, I hate to say it, Eddie, but I think uh, yesterday's uh, yesterday's outage issue uh, in the in the area where the Rock of Talk broadcasts from. In light of the fact that we are shutting down coal and we are losing our access to those 114 megawatts from the palo verde in uh, the nuclear facility in arizona i think the people of new mexico can start to look forward to more power outages i think uh, uh, this 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 green uh, uh, religion that we've embraced is going to serve us very very well and I, I don't think people who have to have medical monitoring equipment and you know mothers who need to keep food in the fridge for little babies I, they're not going to mind you're losing power for hours or days at a time no issue there it's,
0: you know they'll figure it out they, they're good they're strong they don't need food or yeah. you know milk at a certain temperature as you uh, stated i uh, remember how incredibly important that is for those youngsters big time like there's like a four degree separation did you check the temperature on the milk <laughs> oh, yeah. Do not it's like what did, did the milk stay out? Oh, it's spoiled. It's no good. You can't give the child.
2: I remember holding that baba to my nephew many many oh, times. He, he wanted baba, and you know because in my era that was when all the natural milk went out, you know, and then they figured out how good it was for child's immune system. So it was my sister provided the milk, and uh, he wanted that baba. Baba, <laughs> ba, ba. oh that's so good. Baba, ba, ba.
0: you know I've got a lot to uh, uh to talk about, so we're just going to kind of go around the horn a little bit, uh, Dowd, bounce sure. from place to place on some of these things. Uh, You know one of the great things about dow i we besides not seeing each other i kid i just i we love seeing each other it's just we don't do it very often so we look forward more to seeing each other and we have a great working relationship i don't know that two people work any closer yet or any further apart than uh, d dow muska and i um but we got to start talking about inflation and the uh uh, american enterprise aeri or what's the acronym dowd Uh, uh
2: aei american enterprise institute
0: so we are in this situation where inflation has become the number one issue. Okay. And we are in a situation where it's climbing so fast that it literally threatens your existence in your current comfortable area, folks. It is not going to be very comfortable for you. And we're going to talk about why you usually need, need to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable for a little bit. We told you what's coming. Um, you know, it's up to you to prepare for that or not. Uh, however, it is that you're doing, you should have plenty of money, which is uh, losing its value in the banks uh, as we speak. Uh, it, it just is because that's what cash does. Maintaining um, your cutting oh, equipment is essential to the. Oh, there we go. There we go. We'll go ahead and get that out of the way. Sorry for uh, jumping in on that. D- Dad, were you able to hear that? Did that come through the pipes? A little bit, a little bit. Little oh, bit. OK. A L- little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit, a little, little uh, De Niro. Um, <sighs> It's rough. It's rough. The unemployment, initial claims for regular state unemployment insurance are increasing. Companies have finally figured out a way to automate and do without. They're getting rid of people. They're deciding, well, you didn't feel like going to work. Why do we need to bring you back? You don't value us. We don't value you. How long is the government going to be able to take care of you? I mean, it is kind of heading in that direction, and it's not going to improve. We, we've we he- reached our all-time lows. It's not going to get lower than that. We, we've peaked, okay? Now, remember, when I talk and I say these things, generally speaking, I don't know what my confidence and uh, accuracy clip is, Dowd, but I'd probably say high 90s. What do you oh, think? Yeah, yeah yep. high 90s, high 90s, you yeah. know. We throw the strikes right down the plate understand what's coming
2: well, a lot of people don't know this but the sullivan group shifted its contract uh, after we lost rush the sullivan group uh, which always measured the accuracy of the maharashi member and rush would say the yes. current number is 98.2 or whatever uh they now do work for eddie aragon so oh well, wow no,
0: thanks uh say hello to oh sullivan yes yeah, hello mr sullivan uh <laughs> by the way uh, speaking of sullivan the sullivan's or uh mr sullivan's involved with the Biden's we have we're gonna get to that uh, tomorrow which is gonna be fun which is the Durham reports. And yes, the people are involved with Biden are the same people that are involved with, you guessed it, that Durham report and uh, the overthrow. So let's get back to the unemployment. It's not going to improve, okay? It's as good as it's ever gonna get nationally. What are we at, 3.3%? It's never gonna get, to, It's not. we're not gonna break through 3%, folks, okay? The great resignation has now come upon us we're getting to baseline numbers where inflation is pushing up. And now you're looking at people looking at their companies in a way that say, okay, we're maxed out. We made as much money as we can. You know, we fixed every kitchen. We've, we've built every home. We've done every single thing. And now the music is about to stop. And when it does, are you ready? Because come beware the odds of March. It's not just going to be Claudius or Ettu Brute with a knife in your back—it's going to be yes, the U.S. government, and it's going to be you're going to be flailing on the floor on the floor while your government is failing for you because you trusted it too much. Okay, by design, they wanted you to get dependent upon it, and this is inevitably what is what happens. I need mean, you to think about things on a macro level, just like we did yesterday, international stuff. You know, look over here, nothing to see, nothing under my hat over here, uh, just a Russian uh, Putin fight. It's like, no, it's not happening. Okay. Putin is literally going to take Russia to become the hegemonic power uh, alongside uh, China at this point with what they can do with Biden. Okay. They've got him over and they've got us because we picked him, supposedly picked him, over a barrel. Over the last 13 weeks when it comes to unemployment, claims are up seven weeks and down in six, okay? That is the way that you look. What What do we know about 13 weeks, okay? I know, oh, I don't know, is that the number 13? Is it unlucky? What is 13? Quarters, 13, 26, come on, 39, 52. How many weeks in a year? It's a quarter. What happens, what do you guys call negative economic growth, right? Where you got a recession? what happens when you have a recession, right? You're going in a negative direction. Okay, so this is the first time, okay, where the number of weeks over the last 13, over the last quarter during a trend, and we're gonna look at that through March, have actually had more unemployment rates increase than decrease. The level over the last six weeks remains above the average in early January and February prior to the pandemic, but the long-term historical comparison initial claims remain very low. We qualify that for now. The four-week average fell in the latest week, second decrease in a row, and it's going to increase and the largest decline since December 11th of 2021, coming in at 243,000, a drop of 10,500. Initial claims continue to suggest the labor market remains very tight. Again, the business environment is augmenting its approaches towards keeping itself going for the future. It's no longer cash starved. It's now sitting on cash. And now it's figuring out ways to do more with less and bracing for the downturn, thereby layoffs. It's better for me to lay you off now than during tough times because when I can't forecast what's going to happen over the next quarter, over the next year, over the next five years, when you can't start planning that out, Companies have a tendency to just change direction entirely. And the consumption strength is no longer going to be there that we had. Okay. Because the easy credit and the $12 trillion and the printing of money isn't going to be there. And people are going to be sitting on their money and they're going to get very, very stingy with it. Okay, you're going to have lots of people who are walking into houses, cash buyer, no longer need the banks. Why do I not need the banks? Well, here's how many people are chasing this one particular house because they're not rolling out any more new houses. We have more people living together than at any time over the last 40 years. If you're living with grandma and grandpa, if you're living with your parents, if you're living, you know, I don't know, in a commune at this point, don't be embarrassed. Most are. And no longer can you point fingers at the immigrants who are coming in and shacking up with uh, familia because they are all doing it. If you were able to stay independent and pay for your own home and still afford it, consider yourself lucky if that is still the case in the next three to five years. Okay, if you don't own it, you are owned by it because the elasticity of rental prices is unreal. It varies on the level of somewhere between 8% to 19% year over year. Housing prices have increased to 22%. When they're not rolling out any new properties out onto the market, let me tell you, let me tell you, the prices can only go in one direction, okay? Okay. And if you're pointing at a homeless person, be careful. If you're living on the fringes, that could be you. It is that simple. In the next three to five years, with the pain that is coming, that is what you're looking at. And I want you to be, and those people who stayed lean and mean, you can figure out a way to do more with less and made it through this pandemic doing it this way, okay? You're going to triumph. You're going to continue to do well because those habits are built in. And if you zero out, no debt, you're in a home that you pay for and it pays for itself, you are golden, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely golden. Okay, so here's 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 here. Let's stretch out, okay, because more inflation is coming. The officials in the Fed were not willing to tighten monetary policy during this entire expansionary period, okay. The expansionary period lasted all the way to help Barack Obama from 2008 when he came in, okay. He had his wheels propped up all the way till when he left office in 2016. Not one, count them, not one interest rate increase. Not one. I don't even know how to talk about that now. I don't even know how to tell you. Born under a
2: lucky star, Obama, apparently. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) The, The North Star of the cannabis Ursa Major that we worship in communist China as well as Russia. Inflation didn't get better on its own when they printed that money. People are holding on to their dollars. The projections didn't reach it. So the monetary policy never tightened and now they're going to do it. Not once. No, they're going to go full on Lionel Richie. Be times a mayday. Yep. We should keep the error all in mind when we consider future projections coming from the oversight management board from the Fed. And they're now starting to appoint some interesting articles that I've come across lately, having to appoint woke bankers on monetary policy who are now implementing. Let's not forget the WEF, the uh, World Economic Forum. We have fully embraced. Klaus. Yeah, Klaus. We're coming for your children. (laughs) We have fully embraced, uh, yes, critical race theory, folks. That's the new measuring stick. Let's talk about uh, before we move into, you know, one of the things that's gonna, you know, kind of change the economy. And that of course is going to be this inflationary pressure that's gonna continue at least for the next two quarters, maybe three. And the fact that more people are gonna be unemployed than are now, and you're gonna say like, oh my gosh, 3.7%, 4% unemployment. What's the world coming to? It's like, wow, that would be like an old time low back in the day. Remember. You can't measure unemployment from people who aren't looking or actively looking for jobs. And there's many, many people who aren't. We're at a labor participation rate of 60.7%. At our highest, we're at 68%. In Nebraska, it's like 74%. <laughs> like three out of four people are in there working. It's like, get your ass to work. They go to work in Nebraska.
2: Toddlers are working in Nebraska right now.
0: <laughs> there's not, They abolished all the laws because they can't get enough workers. <laughs>
2: Child labor labor loss loss gone in Nebraska.
0: Industrial production uh, jumped 1.4% in January. Why? Utilities. Are you paying more at the pump? Are you paying more for your power? The industrial output is its highest level since December 2018. And it's above the December 2019 pre-pandemic levels. Over the past year, total industrial output is up 4.1%. Okay. But how much is inflation up? Yeah. Can't really compare the two numbers, but there is some perspective there. Capacity utilization increased to 77.6% from 76.6% in December, the highest since March of 2019. Manufacturing output, 74% of total output posted more modest 0.2% increase for the month. Why? We're going to be making less here. And There's materials constraints like we told you yesterday. Aluminum, yeah. Manufacturing output, uh, what are they doing right now in Tesla? They're they're tabling things because they can't get enough. They cannot roll enough out. Then, of course, you have the constraints for the supply and demand that are happening at ports and truckers. They're doing that right now. Manufacturing utilization increased by only 0.1 point to 77.3%. Okay. Mining output accounting for 40% of the total industrial output posted a 1% increase last month. Over the last 12, it's up 8.2%. Why? We need more energy. We need more coal. We need more of those things. And let's not forget the thing that's happening to us everywhere is the uncanny, whether it's Texas last year at this time, or the type of uncanny weather that we're experiencing right now. And if you're a Chemtrail follower, you can add that to the mix as well and happy to talk about that at some point. But not here amongst all this, an irrational expectation world where economics should be playing itself. It's not. The traditional economic laws are no longer the case. You have imbalanced markets, just like you have artificial insertion of money. You have artificial insertion of new markets, and then of course there's the hand that's coming in from the G side: M1, M2, M3 sticking in its little neck and ins- inserting trillions of dollars into the economy. That's the artificial hand of government. And then on the other side of that, they're going to say, well, what's fair? Who gets what and how? Well, it's all based upon your woke ideologies, right? The World Economic Forum is adopting critical race theory and they're embracing it. What do you think is going to happen in 5, 10 years? It's going to be based more about the type of behavior you exhibit and your virtue signaling as opposed to your ability to go ahead and bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan, folks. If all this is making you dizzy, it should. And when you don't feel good, it's time for you to start thinking about how you can go ahead and survive. Because Agenda 2030 is here. And I read an absolutely fantastic piece and I thought I would share it with you here. And I know Dowd's been through it, um, but it's called Get Uncomfortable. Get Uncomfortable. I'm like, that's exactly what we need. How are you gonna get uncomfortable? Where are you gonna find? So you have to maximize your level of comfort in the uncomfortable environment, right? Let me phrase it this way. Do not let anyone disturb your peace. How are you gonna do that? Well, you have to be involved, but you have to be detached, right? He goes on, he says, find the exits. Whenever you get involved in any investment, what's the first thing that you have to do before you invest a single dollar? You want to know what's your exit strategy how am i going to get out of this eventually all partnerships all anything come to an end your life the oxygen that you breathe and the water that you drink will inevitably come to an end and then you will leave this earth find the exits there are a million ways to get uncomfortable but some work better than others i'd like to suggest a few below the basic architecture comes from Hirschman's classic exit voice and loyalty. If some intuition institution or system no longer serves you, there are three things you can do. All right. So let's all take, take a Zen moment here. Okay. Instead of trying to say, well, I'm going to go protest on every street corner. I'm going to get, what, has it worked? What, what happened with the truckers in Canada? Has that worked? You're like, okay. I thought we I thought we were gonna finally get to be able to negotiate. I'm like, no, we're gonna go ahead and come after your bank accounts. That's literally what's happening in Canada. Did you know if they find you, they're going after your bank accounts now? Scary have you stuff. read these reports?
2: I'm starting to see yeah, yep, yep.
0: Have you seen these things that people
2: are talking about? And government officials are are boasting about it at press conferences. It's not like they're they even are. trying to hide today.
0: <laughs> no, they are not. They are not. And they're talking about the public health concern that they're not involved and they have the moral suasion think about that that term okay because we have to think about that so when you have a moral suasion argument that means the overall tide that's coming from the mountain or the tide of information let's just let's consider it locally here 4713 the albuquerque journal kkob are all saying well get your vax if you didn't get your vax you're a bad man not only are you a bad man, but we're coming after you. We're going to punish you. You, sh- you deserve what you're going to get. And ultimately, you're giving it to us. And after you're giving it to us, we're going to take from you because you gave it to us. And you didn't agree with what we thought was the right information. It's like, well, I know what the right information is. I chose myself. I didn't need the backs. I didn't need the mask. I understood what Sweden did. Oh, what, what do you mean, Sweden? That uh, information untrue, according to Klaus. Moral suasion, moral suasion. So you got to kind of get t- kicked in the teeth and like, well, you better get, get with us. Okay. Leave the system exit, protest the system. That's your voice. Okay. Stick with the system, hoping it will write itself, which is loyalty. Three things you can do. All right. So let's, let's start with the, let's start with the easy part first. Okay. What, A majority of you have done because you don't think because a lot of you are good people. You don't think that anybody would have some sort of, you know, kind of cynical approach to things. Or they'd never do. How could they ever do that to me? No one in their right mind would do. because you are a good person. Generally, by and large, people who are good people, they sort of get, you know, coddled into this false sense of security where they trust everything because they know they would never do it to somebody else. Compliance loyalty, thinking that, oh, well, we'd fought. I mean, for all of about four days, I was on board with, okay, let me look at this Trump, okay, we're going to go ahead and have the meeting, okay, uh, we're going to flatten the curve, 15 days, okay. All right, how do we do this? Let's track the numbers, okay. uh, How's it getting over here? Let's do this, okay. I don't know what Omicron, excuse me, I don't know what Corona is, uh, but I don't think it's going to develop into Alpha, Delta, you know, Theta, Omicron, and uh, eventually I'm going to lose my job because I decided that I didn't want to get back. I never thought about any of that, right? But four days in, I certainly realized that oh, there's a political angle to all of this. Why is this their level of moral superiority in this air of I don't give a crap about what anybody thinks? We have the information, we have the truth, you know? Sort of like the briefcase on Pulp Fiction. Is that it? You're waiting to open it at the very end, you're like, oh my God, is that what I think it is? yeah it's the bs so if you stuck with it thought everything was going to be totally cool okay all right now now we're with the truckers okay now these guys they burp they fart they eat in their trucks they've got giant bellies they don't care what they look like they They don't listen to npr (laughs) and they love the red white and blue okay it nothing. I don't know that anything is more cowboy or more American than a trucker. Tr- truly,
2: right? Real America.
0: I mean, yeah, America, top to bottom. Like we love our truckers. Your life would not exist without a trucker. He <laughs> Used to say, you know, you know, they had that commercial, the uh, cowboy, the cowboy commercial. Remember the cowboy commercial? They did that where it's like the life of the cowboy and what he did and how it all got ended up on your. Plate. And you're like well it didn't, didn't end up my plate because of the cowboy only uh, there was a trucker who actually had to bring it to me if you haven't left your space and Amazon's dropping those are truckers too I hate to say it but they are okay and they have voiced their opinions they've shut down highways they've decided I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do that I'm not going to be compliant I'm you know gonna let people know how I feel and we're gonna hold this stuff ransom until they make sure that we don't have to go ahead and comply with their, their stuff. And the government's like, well, that's okay. We're good, we're comfortable. We're the technocrats, we're good, and uh, we got everybody else to do it, and you're gonna do it too. And if you don't, we're gonna get into your bank accounts, we're gonna take away your voice. We're, we're at that point. We're at that point, folks. That's, that's where we're at. Okay. You have one choice. And when you have one choice, you have no choice, right? Choice involves more
2: than one option. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's called the Hobson's choice. Yes.
0: (laughs) You need to go ahead and leave the system entirely. But wait, you're so tied to the system. My phone is tied to the system. My bank is tied to the system. My house, my everything is like, oh my God, I'm so comfortable. I open my computer and it's like, I know where all my money's going, where everything's coming in, where everything's going out. Guess what you gotta do? You gotta check out of that system. Great transcendentalist, Henry David Thoreau. might remember Walden and Emerson and all of the other uh, great uh, literary leaders. That's what they were. They were, they were quiet uh, disloyalists. And it was a good thing. It was a good thing to buck the system. Hell, they inspired with their transcendentalism a whole entire new genre of, of music more than a hundred years after they wrote this stuff. They led that, they led the counterculture. And now we've got Neil Young basically saying, you better get on board with the government. And you know that Neil got a lot of benefit from Emerson and Thoreau and the rest of those people during the romantic period where people literally that's where that stuff comes from. Pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Thoreau lived in the in the woods for a long time and just thought and was like, well, up yours is the way that we would say it today. But Thoreau's writing long essays on how to stick it for whatever reason. I mean, and stuff on racism, folks. These guys weren't woke. They're just like, hey, that's kind of unfair, man. We're kind of on board with a Republican uh, Lincoln dude. He's a He's a good dude. These guys left the system. They checked out. They detached. They went unhinged, or as some of you say, uh, off the grid out there. You folks in Edgewood, you know who I'm talking to out there. I'm fully solar. I've got, you know, you guys are Mormon. You don't even know it. They've got six months of foodstuffs and uh, they're meeting there at the cowboy church. And like, well, this is the new, yeah, they're ahead of their time, believe it or not, folks. And they're still complaining. The mistake they make is they're still complaining about who they're voting in, as if there's they have some sort of representation in there. Civil Disobedience was one of his essays, one of his many. I can continue to use my voice as much as I want here on the radio station, okay? But we've encouraged, as Alex Jones has, he's been selling, uh, I don't know, uh, food that's gonna last for buckets of 25 years, I'm like, Who the hell's buying that? Oh, now I know. (laughs) That's our (laughs) listeners. That can stay underground for 25 years, sir. Spam. You can open up a 100-year-old can of Spam and eat it, and it tastes as good as the first day they put it in, or should I say as bad. I don't know. Some people will oftentimes brag to me and talk about how much they enjoy Spam. I'm like, you're an idiot. Yes, I like salt. The cows like salt too, dude. So let's go line by line. Shall we take yourself and your kids out of all medical mandates refuse to comply. Take your kids out of government run schools and their associated mandates. Take the idea of money out of the corrupt fiat system and put it into cryptocurrencies or precious metals. I would not, I would not, I would not suggest you do cryptocurrency. Okay. There is story after story after story of the massive fraud going in cryptocurrency. You're going to get hurt. If you didn't get something for free at the beginning, you ain't going to get anything now. By the way, you're on their radar too. They know who has it. Yeah. I want to talk about the ultimate tracking. Yeah. They know who owns cryptocurrency. These idiots out there who are living off of cryptocurrency and you got to listen to our Mark, Mark Moss show. It's all about that at 8 p.m. on Sundays. It's very interesting. You're like, oh, what's, what's the fluctuation? Now you're starting to find that the paradigms and money in the markets and everything is all following cryptocurrencies too. I don't even know that much about cryptocurrencies, but the same behaviors and paradigms are all following that. Take your money out of the Caretel and use more cash doctors and healthcare, MetaShare plans if yep. I get involved in your community, this might be a time for you to go ahead and get religious. You wanna find God just to survive. Some of you are doing that, right? Just like, I'm gonna
2: Eddie, just quickly, if you sure. want to shut down any medical office, I don't care if it's a chiropractor or an emergency room, uh, you know, a primary care physician, uh, go schedule an appointment. And then uh, after your services are rendered, say that uh, I don't have insurance, I pay cash. Uh, for my healthcare services the little girl behind the desk will stare at you as if uh, you arrived from uh, jupiter or something
0: <clears throat> a lot of people a lot of people who pay cash for their medical care take yourself out of the condition known as american apathy that's right care about something beyond yourself the i this the i that the i i, I. yeah think about the people that you can connect with Make a list of those people, write them down, connect with them. I have reminders of who to call every single day, by the way. It's a great thing. Take yourself out of the condition that is American apathy. Take yourself out of the jurisdictions that are intolerable or oppressive. New Mexico, if you pick up and leave, we're okay with it. Okay? If you can do it, by all means. We're we're here, we're giving out information. We're the canaries in the coal mine, folks. Uh, this is our life's purpose and we will continue to be here. Ultimately, something tragic will befall both doubt and myself. I hate to say it, and doubt's hearing that for the first time. He is not. <laughs> oh no, I've be,
2: always assumed that. Eddie. <laughs> he's, he's not
0: to, Much like uh, Saint Peter, you know, uh, and uh, you know the rest of the apostles who were uh, essentially, you know, talking about what was coming and what to worry about. And they were right. Every single one of them, you know, suffered martyrdom, and that's ine- inevitably what, what we will befall ourselves. And that's just the condition of, uh, I don't know, would you say being uh, ahead of your time or being brilliant <laughs> in mm. some ways? Mm. I mean, it might be something there. Living the beyond
2: time, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: The innovators among us must start providing value for people seeking excellence. Hence, Doubt to myself, right? Please pay us a little something, a pittance. I mean, is a pittance an actual measure of anything down? I don't know. What that is. I know, uh, what, what do you call it? The... the the, uh, in Roman times that the dragma or the, you know, the, you know, the different types of uh, coins and currencies that were out there. I was fascinated by that, by the national gallery of art. And I literally would go and I'd look at all the old Roman coins. And I was fascinated, you know, with the different, and why would they put them on there? And who was on there? What did they see? And like, that was a, it was a form of art back in the day that everybody had in their hands. Yeah. Coining, coinage, coinage. All right. Let's do some more. Shall we? Um, Provide a place for them to enter and lower the switching costs for them to do so. It isn't going to be easy. All the while, you can use your voice, stand up, lock arms, and get loud. The good times are over, he writes. The hard times are coming. We need strong people like Trisha. Remind us that it's time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. The only question is left is, what kind of society do you want your children to inherit? Do You want this society? I would tell you you to get your kids plugged into technology. And that might seem a little bit sort of antithetical to what I'm proposing overall, but the quicker they learn technology, because they're going to be living with it for the rest of their lives, the quicker you can immerse them and not as development, but in their, as their usage and consumers and what they can maximize and what they can learn, most of all to learn. The learning curve, folks, it's completely vertical now. What you forgot last year, okay, never existed. And what you will learn tomorrow won't exist two years from now. That's how quickly the cycle is happening. It's important for you, more important for you to learn how to learn, consume, and move on to survive than it is what you learn. There's going to be some basic principles that are going to be absolutely unchangeable in all of that. But your children will find that paradigm for themselves And they'll literally create their own ability to survive on their own. Yes. And they're going to need that. Because ultimately, who's going to be taking care of you? Not you. It ain't going to be the government. You had hoped it would. The government's going to show you that it's inevitably (laughs) going to fail in the next three to five years.
2: Those Social Security checks for $1.75 aren't going to help much when you're in your 70s and 80s.
0: There is no bailout. There is no bailout. And there isn't going to be a savior. So for all of you hoping that Donald Trump's going to ride it on a magic carpet, he couldn't save this country uh, from what happened with Burks and Fauci. What makes you think he's going to come back and go ahead and do that again? Like, I don't understand. There isn't a second coming of anything, much less Donald Trump. Okay. Survive folks. Hope is not a strategy. Figure out ways to get comfortable with being uncomfortable do not think of yourself as a victim you've been warned do not think of yourself as something that is going to be provided for you're nobody's golden goose but you are their golden goose and whether you get eaten need to say it <laughs> literally eaten by the way at this point it's an option <laughs> it is now an option yes we're talking about that 28 days zombie apocalypse you know the consumption of human flesh is now a reality in the cartels. Yes. You're scared in the, you know what, the bejesus out of people. You have been warned. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. Yeah. The old movie is as good as it gets. Instead of, uh, how do I write, how do I write women so well? And I figured, well, he should have been asking something different. How do I write modern the modern person so well? And Dow, the answer always is?
2: Uh, I write for a man, but I take away reason and accountability.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go, folks. All right. Back after a quick break. Uh, Right here in the Kiva. Didn't mean to make you somber. Just want to make sure that we take care of our friends, providing good information, good insight. Uh, And as Billy Joel says, uh, we're ahead of ourselves, right? You never give up. You never give out. We just change our mind, uh, right? Always a woman to me. We always to hope you be your talk show host right here in the Kiva. AM600KIVABQ.FM and RockOfTalk.com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Myths, uh, and how soon is now? It's right now, right here in the Giva, AM600K, I, the ABQ, rock FM, rockoftalk.com. No, it's not the entry to Charmed, uh, you youngsters. It's really funny when you start asking the youngsters, like, uh, where the music is from or where it is. Wasn't that written for Charm? No, like, that music was amazing before, um, and there was amazing music. That's how good that is. And jump the New Wave, uh, some of the NXS, uh, some of the Smiths, and Echo and the Bunnymen and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, go relive the uh, good times that... I think that's the last time white people were great, by the way. Uh, the last time they had yeah. any sort of identity in any way, shape, or form.
2: Our time is over, yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's here. been over for about 35 <laughs> years, uh at least. Uh, yeah, that, of course, the, the Smiths. All right, let's get into... uh, uh Now that we fully depressed you, and hopefully you're not. Uh, uh, I never think of it as depression. Uh You, you can't be depressed when you are aware, as far as I'm concerned, I think of, you know, it's like, why do I suddenly get turbocharged on days that are like, you know, overcast or the rain is down or like I get moody. Like I suddenly, you know, I hear moody music and it puts me in a really, really good mood. I don't know why okay? some people get down. I get up, I get up because I see opportunity in that ad- adversity. Right. And you realize that the mundane day to day, the uh, Ennui, oh, Henry, hey, I remember that. I love that. The, the greatest name in all of television. Oh, Ennui. <laughs> Woody, I take your girlfriend. I come for your girlfriend, Woody. She's going to be mine. Oh, you felt so, your so girlfriend, Woody. Yeah, that was, it was so good. And his well, name, I, I, On we. The, <laughs> the day to day. It's like he was making fun with his name. Those writers, uh, James Burroughs, they were so brilliant. Everything was that just look a, a layer deeper and you'd understand exactly what was going on. Dad, go ahead.
2: No, I, I've come, I am not a Hindu. I don't anticipate becoming a Hindu. But as I understand it, in the Hindu faith in the Hindu religion, there's this concept of the three God, the, the creator, the preserver, and the destroyer as oh, right. sort of a, a cycle of life. And, you know, the older I get, in October, I will celebrate my 30th anniversary as a paid operative in the. Uh, capitalism, exploitative, white supremacist, uh, you know, evil, evil movement uh, that is libertarianism and conservatism. And that was sarcasm, by the way. Uh, I don't consider myself any of those things. But we may be at a time when our role really, we don't get to cross the, the, the goal line and spike the football and and grab a couple of cheerleaders and head off to the party that night. You know, our, our role might be the preserver. Uh, the the creators might have been the great men who founded this country and embraced in my Enlightenment principles and and furthered and de- further developed the concepts of the Enlightenment the, the sovereignty of the individual the limits on government uh, economic freedom personal freedom it's a dark time it's getting darker I, I would not have been uh, as depressed as I am prior to Rona and the Uh, saint George fentanyl mental breakdown that our country's had i i I didn't know that we were so susceptible to those twin curses that hit the country and and put our our madness in in overdrive uh and we're coming up on on two years of that now but maybe our role as i get older i think maybe our role really as the preserver of these ideas and principles and values and and we stand for these things regardless of whether the culture at large embraces them and eddie you're you're monologue uh, last segment i think was was spot on i think your 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 contributions to what that writer was saying i mean our time may be about separating ourselves about stepping back and realizing that it's not our role to win the ultimate victory it's not going to happen in our own lives but that doesn't mean our lives are going to be worthless and we should give up there are things we can do there's a great book by harry brown called how i found freedom in an unfree world and i think you can actually get the audio version on on one of the, the i don't know if it's youtube or Rumble or one of the you know one of the video services. So uh, our role may be to stand on our own, to stand apart from the madness of the culture and, and the government and, and society and media, and preserve these concepts for the kids, the grandkids, the, the great grandkids who may be able to live at a time when all of this is revived. Um, I don't know. Older, the older I get, I don't really see that necessarily as depression depressing. Uh, I see it maybe as our own special role and take from it what we will enjoy. As much as we can, but never forget that we are principled people who are not going to give up our principles. We're going to continue to fight, realizing that we may not be the quarterback who wins the game, and we may not secure the ultimate victory. And maybe that's for generations to come. That doesn't mean we don't have a role to play, and we should play that role.
0: I think it's important, um, just because you know we've been so driven by sound bites, we've been so driven by what people have seen on social media and various other things down that, you know, it's incumbent upon you and I as people who are not purveyors of the social media, uh, who don't like uh, generally some of the habits of the modern times and, um, you know, modern things, as it were, to sort of echo some things that they may have heard there. And the thing that immediately comes to mind is uh, given our epoch, you know, the, the state in which we find ourselves in is uh, this sort of four grid look at uh, what you're speaking about, which is you know, this hard times create strong men uh, meme that has been going around yep. for, I don't know, like four or five, five years, I think. It says hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. The hard times are coming because you have elected weak men, ladies and gentlemen. And, and if you want to know where the weak men comes in creating the hard times, that's on the left side. That is on the left side of the grid, okay? Because the strong men in the good times, that comes from the right side, the right libertarian side. When things are going really, really, really well, where does that come from? Where does that come from? A right side and the libertarian. Live and let live because we feel good enough, confident enough that we can go and get that. But the weak men going into hard times, that's on the left side, and it's also the authoritarian side. And there's a grid on exactly that that creates cycles. I just hope that this cycle doesn't last too long. We talked about cycles uh, with Greg Zanetti, uh, the gubernatorial candidate now about the cycle of 80 years. I don't think that we've realized that the next cycle has already started. If We go back from 2020, you go back 80 years, the cycle of 80 years, 2020, 2020, okay, roughly within that, that whole entire Cycle that's in there. 80 years, 1940. What happened the following year? 41 was, there you go, World War II. You go back 60 years, you go back 80 years, 1860, 1861, Civil War. You go back 80 years, 1780, 1781, Revolutionary War. And of course, the establishment of this country. Then uh, 80 years hence, you go to the 1700s, you go back to the 1620s and the establishment of this country you go back another 80 years to 1540. You're going to Hernan Cortes and the Conquistadors. I mean, the, these are really the cycles and you see different cycles with different currency, uh, different cycles of, of certain people who, who come to dominate. And that's about as long as a cycle lasts. What's also very interesting about the cycle of 80 years is there's a life and death cycle involved in that 80 years because what's the expectation for people to live? About 80 years. So we're sort of at the dawn of the new age. And uh, yes, we are about the uh, dawn of the age of Aquarius. I believe the cycle in terms of the longer time. And I look at celestial things. Have any of you ever taken the time to feel truly and hopelessly insignificant? Have you ever got under a, a telescope and stared back into time millions of years? If I were to tell you that there were trillions of stars in the galaxy. If I were to tell you that there were billions of galaxies out there with trillions of stars, would you be able to contemplate that? Would you be able to contemplate something that left the time when the dinosaurs were still around and was just getting here tonight so you could see it and arrive at your doorstep traveling at the speed of light? Could you possibly contemplate that? There's no way that you could. So in the grand scheme of things, when you start Speaking to your gods, and when you start worshiping and you start hoping for something to happen, it's all a matter of perspective. What if I told you there's quite possibly more than a billion Earths in this universe, and you are but one of a billion Earths? Do you think life does not exist somewhere else in this universe? We've literally proven it. Within 70 light years, we know that they've made it here already because there's nine aircraft sitting at Area 51 as we speak with weird beings. We're about to celebrate the 50th year. Yes, is it the 50th or the 75th year? 75th anniversary of the landing at Roswell this summer. They didn't just randomly draw this stuff. It's it's not fiction. (laughs) It's real. 75 years on. Put things in perspective a little bit. Stop hoping that things are going to come and save you. That you're going to get a bailout. That we're going to print more money, or that someone's going to ride it on his magic or her magic carpet, okay? Or that somehow they're going to reestablish some level level of a playing field. Playing field. It's not going to happen. There's a male and there's a female. That's that's what exists in this world. It's the duality. It's the Carl Jung talked about it. The anima and the animus. Okay. These are things that you should already be aware of. If you've ever picked up a damn book, literally read Carl Jung's Man and His Symbols and then take a walk and watch, the world will suddenly make sense to you. You'll start to realize that you are wrapped up in every symbol that's out there that's giving you false hope, false promise, and false direction. Your life is basically a lie that other people are creating for you. Either to get you to give up some money, to give up some loyalty, or live the way they live so that you can go ahead and be completely loyal to their community, whatever that happens to be, folks. It is transparent to anybody who has read any of these things and who's ever interacted. There isn't a political philosophy in the world that's alive today that's going to bail out a civilization. Just not going to happen. How soon is now? Right now. Hard times create. Let's go through this one more time strong men. The greatest men are going to be our children who are going to go through difficult times should they survive. I have two children that are going to go through very difficult times because you a-holes decided to borrow on their future for the last 60 years and then tell me how good I had it. You've been sitting there preaching to me about how, and we've been sitting here being led by some of the weakest men. We have not had a strong leader in this country. Not one. Pay close attention, folks. Not one since Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. And I don't care if she was a woman. She pretty much was a man. Strong men, who were they? That's Churchill. <laughs> no, it, was, it, it wasn't us. You know, it wasn't, uh, it, we were across the pond. We didn't want to jump in. We didn't want to help out. We didn't want to be involved in World War II. So they kept pulling us back in. And they did. Finally, it's something to fight for. Right? Had established the 50th state. They attacked Pearl Harbor, blah, blah, blah. Right? Churchill and the rest of the gang, even the Russians. Who really defeated the the Nazis? Well, it was the UK and it was Russia. I hate to say it. Joseph Stalin. Strong men created the good times. And then, of course, our greatest generation pitched in. And, you know, my thought, though, was part of the 7th Army. Marched all the way from Marseille, straight into Germany. Got shot in the throat. Stayed there. Why? Because he had to make some money. Yeah, People get shot. That's what happens. You get somebody out with a, oh, oh, he twisted his ankle. He wasn't able to play the game. He's still going to get his $3 million. Deal. Like, nobody cares. Weak men, hard times, strong men, good times. That's where you go. That's the way this is this is this is going. I'm glad that we have a chance to sort of wax philosophical on a lot of this stuff. You know what has really proven to us how weak we are as people? Your covidiacy. Oh, I can't go outside. Oh, I got a mask up. Oh, stay home. I can't go to school. I can't go to work. Who's gonna give me money so I don't have to go to work? Oh, I don't want to get the COVID because I'm entitled to my life. I'm entitled to live my horrible, miserable life so I can binge on Netflix. You think we're we're pinching a we're we're hitting a few nerves today? I think we are. I think I think some of the very people in this audience probably like. Well, he is that he talking about me? If you think I am, I must be. But there's no way for me to know. I wouldn't know. I don't know how you live. I don't know what, what I, I, well, I'm really good because I uh, listen to the rock of talk and uh, I don't wear my mask once in a while. You know, if I'm around other conservatives that don't wear the mask and I run on the corner and I stand on the corner flashing signs, I've been there. I've been, I've been doing the hard work. Really? That, that, that's the hard work. Two years. What if this continued for the next 20 years? Would you still be able to go ahead and fortify and hang in there and uh, get through it all and still try to expose it. Cause I guarantee you, Dowd and I will be in the same exact place, okay? Doing the same exact thing until there isn't gonna be anybody else who's gonna be speaking out on behalf of us. Who's run to our defense? Who's run to my rescue? Who's run to your rescue? We have. And us into our own defense, but we don't feel like we need to defend ourselves. Cause the truth is defense on its own. When you speak the truth, when you say the truth, when you pitch the truth, it stands on its own, it doesn't need to be defended, you know that, for those who believe in uh, your truths, whatever those truths happen to be, you will not know that, oh, you don't get it, you ain't You ain't act like you've been there. You, you, you don't have it, you don't know. You know, you know, you don't, you don't. The way it is, you either get it or you don't. I like how the conservatives now are like approaching everything from, oh yeah, this is our year, we've got this, we're taking it all back, we're bringing, really? What, what happened in 21 and 20? It, what happened those two years uh, when you were bashing your president who was on your side? What, what were you doing then? <sighs> and young people, boy, talk about no hope for the future, huh? Because you <sighs> gave up on them because you decided that they needed to be protected. Your little kids are going to kick your asses. They're like, stop masking me, mom. Stop sticking things in my arm. Stop ignoring me and forcing me to play video games for 12 hours a day. Pay attention to me. I'm actually pretty smart. I see these kids. They get a hold of these phones, little tablets. and like, oh, my God, I can't wait to put more technology in their hands. I literally just look for things to stick in their hands so I can see what they figure out. My son is halfway to Asia, Japan, China. He's in this like, oh, China is, it's already tomorrow in China. He's telling me about the day. He's telling me about the... (laughs) The the toxicity, the the political government. He's seven, <laughs> and we're masking our kids. You're not going to be able to mask your kids anymore, because they're not going to want it. And mentally, who knows what we've done to them? Oh. Who knows how we've debilitated them who knows what type new type of serial killers or new types of uh, thought that they're going to have come forward who who doesn't think that they're going to come and just consume the next generation based upon how you ruin their high school years their middle school years their elementary school years? you don't think some of that comeuppance is going to be coming our way as a society you don't think we're going to have to pay for our sins of you know keeping these kids separated from each other all they care about is each other go watch the road Literally, I I keep thinking about that movie over and over and over again. Story about a man, a father, and his son. It's just so touching in so many ways and so perfect in so many ways. And it talks about sacrifice and passing on to the next generation and thinking about the future. And in, in the midst, and maybe that's where I'm at, in the midst of all that hopelessness, you find eternal hope in a godless world. How is that even possible, right? without somebody coming in to save you? Is it me or, or is the new like flu after COVID, is that somebody, some, something's coming to save us? Does everybody think something's coming to save you? What if I told you nothing is ever going to save you? Would you be okay with that? Would you be able to get through the next 24 hours? Would you be able to live? if you knew that there was nothing ever outside of yourself that was going to be able to save you except for you yourself? Would you be able to to live a meaningful life? Would your life be worth living even? These are good questions. These are existential questions. This is at the heart of existentialism. Life is absurdity, right? Go back and you read, you know, Camus, Nietzsche. Read these stories. Read the great existentialism. Jean-Paul Sartre, I mean, it'll depress you. It'll put you at the bottom of of a lake or you'll feel greater than anything because you can't even believe that you were alive at this point in time and you won't be able to figure out why. And the moment you stare into a telescope and you say, oh my God, that's millions of years old. Why the hell am I here at this particular place? And you realize that your consciousness is insignificant to the culmination of eternity or the genesis of it, one way or the other. You will realize that you're a complete and total perfect replication of every element in the universe, and yet you have the ability to destroy every part of it as well. It all depends upon where your frame of mind happens to be. Where are you? What do you believe? What do you live for? Politically, does anything really matter? Not really. Where's Rush? Please tell me exactly where you could put him on a map somewhere. Will someone point to me where Rush currently is? I know that there's going to be. Uh, people are gonna be well he's up down up up in heaven staring down at me is he please tell me where where the precise location of, of where rush went to i would like to know that
2: we'd Let's like to get know. in touch yeah. right. I'm we'd not like challenged. to send a signal <laughs> i'm
0: not i'm not trying to challenge you or, or challenge your faith i'm trying to say you should have faith enough you know god gives you free will here i'll, I'll start here for you god gives you free will why do you have free will The way of thinking about the world, why does God give you free will? Because you have choice, okay? Now let's go, um, let's put that in reverse. Instead of God, let's think of Gov. Does Gov give you free will? Does Gov give you choice, right? These are laws that cannot be disobeyed. If not, there is punishment, right? Is that very different? Is it really? Think about that question. Are we all prisoners of our own mind? Do we not realize that we actually have choices and that ultimately you will bear the brunt of whatever those choices are and whatever you have conceived is the uh, end all, be all good or bad of each? You come up with that. We are at that point. People are consuming other people. Cannibalism, folks, is happening on this earth as we speak. It is going to get worse. I can't think of anything more frightening than that very thing. I cannot. When I, when I, when I watched a report of people literally going to websites so they can do self-sacrifice and finding people to cook their own flesh and body so that they can be consumed. My mind cannot wrap itself around something like that because it's such a dark and incredibly horrible place. If we are at that place in society, folks, this is, this is the Armageddon that you have been either hoping or praying for, or that you were hoping that would never, ever come. It is here. What are you going to do about it? And we are at the, literally at the beginning of it. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. We should do more shows, uh, Dowd, where we, where we just get away from all of our notes and we just uh wax we, we do have fun thing. with these don't we yeah I, 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 I
2: like eddie the fact that you you, you know that four stage process because we talk uh a lot of the f- we we men in the in the manosphere and in, in, we in, men
0: uh, i like that we, we, we men we in the manosphere. manosphere
2: talk about that you know strong men creating good times these are the brave men who understand the reality of 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 nature as well as human nature creating economic strong times, but that wealth, that comfort leads to weak men. Uh, I'm thinking of the examples, Eddie, that that young men have today. Justin Trudeau, Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Martin Heinrich, Ben Ray Lujan, Tim Keller. Uh, And Before you say, oh, those are just politicians and young people don't care about politicians, I think it might be worse in the pop culture world. Uh, I don't know much about modern music, but apparently one of these pop Idols was on, a, on wearing a dress on the cover of some magazine uh, re, you know fairly recently these are really super 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 duper uh, soy boys and strong men not only do we seem to lack them I think the the concept of a strong man has become a strong man has become demonized in the culture because you know toxic masculinity and these are guys who drink and swear and beat their wives and they make fun of uh, minorities. I, I got a glimpse of, I think, maybe the last generation of strong men because I grew up so much with the World War II generation. My my parents, my mother's an only child. My father has a sister we don't talk to. So my grandparents were much more involved in my life as an upper generation than, than my parents' generation. And seeing great aunts and great uncles and, and listening to them, I, I talked to my, my great uncle Duke, who... Duke? His real name was not Duke, but he made people call him Duke because he didn't like his what he considered his wimpy real name. And Is we always Sue? called him Uncle
0: Duke. Was it was it Sue?
2: <laughs> it was uh, Clarence. Oh Clarence, okay. <laughs> he didn't like it. So he fought in the army. Uh, I know the Marines took took hellacious conditions in the Pacific, but some regular army guys, you know, were fighting in the Pacific too. They they there was no fun for them. And I remember talking to him one time about the the bomb i said well people knew that the bomb in the pacific theater you guys knew about the bomb i mean it was you know there was scuttlebutt mil- the military's all kinds of gossip and literally that's where scuttlebutt comes from the the, the water jug on, on the ship where guys would go down and oh, they would good. talk about things okay. and uh, he said no no it was completely completely you know they kept things tight those manhattan project boys but i got a glimpse of that generation in what i remember about them of course they're all long gone now i i don't remember racism and and beating wives and getting drunk i remember these guys had a phenomenal work ethic they were very serious men yep. they worked in factories mills they worked on ships uh they did real what you know what i would consider real work i'm mean, i i do not consider what i do real work. You're picking apples in on a hot september day in new england that's real work but i i have done some real work um what also what what stands out the most was the fact that not only did they not complain and whine which is what all we do in america now is whine they had tremendous disdain for people who complained and whined. they would if you if you started to express some kind of whiningness about some situation or unfairness they would shut you down i mean they would say shut up your life's not that bad get back to work it was and, and these were people who lived in the grew up in the depression they had to fight in world war ii their children uh you know Infant mortality was much higher. Your your kids died. Uh, polio was a real threat. You could watch your ch- child be put in a, in, a, in an iron lung. But their commitment to hard work, they also kept their family together. Uh, and before you want to say, oh, you're all focusing too much on, on, on men, women had that kind of steel uh, spine as well. They kept their family together. They raised a lot of kids. It wasn't fun being pregnant 20 years out of your life, I'm sure, for a lot of these women. I'm also thinking about, the, the little things they did, not just in terms of, of servicing the needs of the church community, but the kind of impromptu day-to-day stuff. If somebody died in the neighborhood, uh, the women in the neighborhood would, would, would take care of all of the arrangements. My mother, in 1984, we were in a car accident. My mother was in traction for a month. All of the women in our social sphere which was primarily based around the church they they brought meals so my father didn't have to try to put together a meal for his three children every night for those 29 days my mother was in the hospital in traction you know we had a different meal from someone bringing that meal over to us and you know your mother, your wife being away for 29 days in traction it's it's a challenge but it's not your wife dying but they still got up and stood up and coordinated these services Eddie if something happened to me at this apartment complex i don't know a single person The worst thing could happen to me. I could get a a cancer diagnosis. Something could happen to my nephew. There's not one person in this apartment who even knows who I am, much less would be willing (laughs) to do something for me. Um, that was a strong society and you can caricature it all you want you can say they weren't sensitive to the lbgbtq plus ampersand community uh you know you can you you, you can you can bitch all you want about that let me tell you that was a much stronger society and healthier society and if we could have maintained those values with the advantages we have now of wealth of technology there, there'd be no stopping us instead we let those good times turn our men weak, uh, and part of that weakness was caving to feminists and mm-hmm. the the toxicity of feminism, the resentment of of political feminism, which is a, a, a was- is a dis- absolutely disaster. Um, so we are in a transition period. We the good times have given us weak men. I would say we're somewhere between the dawn of the weak man and moving our way toward the hard times, and uh, that's where we find ourselves. But. As depressing as that can be, I think you the you, first step toward fixing the problem is acknowledging the problem. And I think you and you and I, Eddie, are completely on the same page about where we find ourselves in February 2022 and the long path it's going to take us to get back to where we need to be.
0: You know what's really interesting is the hard times are coming after some of the most prosperous times ever. Of course. But it's also at the very same times that we turned away from any form of morality, even uh, for the betterment on its own, which is why I ask people. It's like don't you, regardless of whether or not you believe in God or not, and that's who I'm talking to out there, don't you just want to live a better life? Don't you think that there's some level of moral standing regardless of whether or not God is here to tell you what is right and wrong or whether or not, like, do you need that sort of moral? Like, at this point, shouldn't it already tell you that there are certain people who have been punished because of the types of choices and the justification and the way that they have lived their life and they have figured out ways to use the government to bail them out and they have been enabled by society at large and the government uh uh, monetarily to continue their wayward trajections uh and they have contributed uh, to this overall malaise during this epoch uh, during this age doubt and and they don't it never dawns upon them hey my life isn't getting any better i'm still shaking my fist at my parents at my parents parents and at all the reasons why i've been victimized by Uh, someone who hired me, someone who fired me, someone who loved me, someone who hated me, and you walk around at this endless victim and you you think someone cares enough for you to pay attention because somebody actually created the misery that you happen to be in and that you keep trying to fight back against to justify why you are now suddenly, uh, you know, living this type of lifestyle and that type of lifestyle. Uh, Folks, you are at the end of your rope and you as a a, overall aggregate have created this newfangled environment where we're trying to work around all of our, your little hurt feelings to make you feel better. And we change policy on that account because you weren't able to do it and you weren't able to feel better. And it's like, we don't have to do that anymore because now you get to fall on your own swords and we get to sit here and tell you about why it happened. And you understand whether it was now or 2000 or 10,000 years from now, the same principles that apply here or then or way back then are the same ones that will be, there for eternity. There's just laws of the universe, ladies and gentlemen. And whether you think they come from God or whether you think that they're just laws that, you know, are on their own, you need to understand that those things are irrefutable and unchangeable. And we're here to comment on those. Um, anytime we're talking and being critical, we are, as, as critics, we are theorizing about things. But at this point, at this level of the game, having lived this long and evolved this far and to the point where we have complete and total consciousness and being able to understand where we are. I mean, Galileo didn't have this. I mean, the people in the 17, 1800s had no idea what the hell they were looking at. Cowboys didn't look up in the stars like, well, I'll be damned. Orion looks like he's really pissed off tonight. Uh, better not, not a good night. They're not thinking about any of that. Do you
2: know the density of that neutron star we're looking at, Buckaroo?
0: <laughs> you know, nobody looked out in the wild blue yonder and contemplated that. They're like, well, you know, it's hand to mouth. I know this works. I know this doesn't. And I don't want to do the things that don't work. And we're literally creating an entire society that's built upon things that don't work anymore to make those people, the bad behavior people feel good. And it's over. It is simply over. Here are the bad times because we've justified. And look, the 70,000 celebrities and you know people who could afford $10,000 a ticket to the Super Bowl, you are the top of the heap. Literally, the crap. You're all the chets out there uh, of the world that are smelly and stinky and need to be taken out. And I hope that uh, you guys serve uh, far more than cautionary tales for future generations. And I hope the good men that come forth, you know, the hard times that create uh, good men, you know, I think that is uh, inevitably going to become, hopefully, to my children and their children's children. And I ask my kids all the time. I said, "Uh, so what are you going to name your kids? How many kids are you going to have? What's your girlfriend's going to be named? What uh, what, what kind of girls do you like? I ask them because I'm preparing them for their future. I don't want them to be avoided. I, I made the mistake of, uh, so I don't know very much about pop culture, uh, even though I do. And I made the mistake of taking them to a very bad movie. I had to walk out. I was so embarrassed. And oh, wow. I had to say, no, it was a good thing. Uh, giving them that sort of cautionary tale from that movie was enough for me to say that, oh, well, um, I'm deeply embarrassed, guys. And I'm ashamed that I had to, I took you to that movie. I thought it was something different than what was coming out because I was laughing so hard at the preview. And I, of course, I'm talking about Jackass. I figured I'd walk in. I have not seen Jackass since it was on MTV, like in the '90s or whatever. But I watched a preview and I was laughing. I had no idea the type of content that they were serving up in that whole entire thing as a gateway to, you know, everything that was bad. I'm like, oh my gosh! uh Wow. wow. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It ended up being, me and well, the well, something
2: good came from something bad. Yeah. You, oh you were, yeah, but you, we you turned it out, into something good. I
0: man. was embarrassed for myself. I was embarrassed for them. I was embarrassed for the other people in the theaters. Like people actually pay for this crap I know I did but you know I'm out like the first three scenes I'm like uh what wait is this the right movie is it are we really doing this kind of stuff where we're lighting farts under fi- underwater uh to to create explosives like I'm out <laughs> so anyway it served as a I told my kids uh we'll never be in 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 the middle of uh, any of that kind of crap again and uh, you know i do everything i can to try and guide them i don't i tell them everything that they see whatever you see you cannot unsee see and uh, i'm sorry daddy showed you some things that even he can't unsee anymore but i'm glad that i did tell you this is bad and this is good and um if you don't have a father figure in your life and uh, maybe at least you should find something and i gotta tell you the the wayward people who come into broken families that don't have a direction one way or the other they're the people that i worry the most about absolutely and they seem to be the people down that are creating the most and wreaking the most havoc on this earth right now collectively even though that most of them are separate so i'm sure that you feel very similar oh,
2: and and they've done the studies on on prison uh populations in terms of the what percent i think the biggest predictor is lack of lack of male in your upbringing okay. is the biggest predictor of, of that um and but you know but pity pity the kids who do have a male in their life but it's someone like Martin Heinrich or Tim Keller, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we're just beating the dead horse at this point, uh, uh Eddie, but, uh, uh, we, 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 we covered some serious ground today.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. We covered a lot. We're going to leave it there. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, uh, as it stands today. Uh, third hour, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring in what we bring in for the third hour here. We'll see you for a live show, four to seven, normal show, uh, uh, full tomorrow. Maybe we'll replay yesterday's third hour. Um. Uh, doubt and we'll play that during the third hour just so we'll have a complete show really our first complete show of the week and then uh, going forward no more basketball for my son so uh, we'll be doing that on our own and lots more news to get to thanks everybody for listening meet me at the sunset grill uh, right here in the on am 1600 kiva abq.fm rockoftalk.com thanks everybody have a good night stay tuned third hour up next it was the third hour from yesterday for those who missed it during the uh, snowstorm and the PNM wipeout.
1: Let's go down to the sunset grill and watch the working girls go by. Watch the basket people walk around and mumble Stare out at the auburn sky There's an old man there from the old world Give him it's all the same Calls all his customers by name Down at the sunset Down at the sunset, grill. Down at the sunset, grill. grill. I see a lot more meanness in the city. It's a kind of heat you up inside. Hard to come away within its thing that it feels like dignity hard to get home with any pride these days a man makes you something you never see his face but there is no hiding place down at the sunset grill down at the sunset grill down